Thanks for listening to our podcast. Peterson Toyota is your local Toyota dealer serving Fort Collins, Loveland, Windsor, and Tynmouth, and has been doing so for more than 50 years. Not only will you find the latest Toyota models, you'll also find a friendly and accommodating staff eager to assist you. You'll receive first-class attention, whether it be a service appointment, help picking out the right part for your Toyota, or test driving a new or pre-owned vehicle. If your heart is set on a new Toyota, come check out the 2024 Grand Highlander. They've got a demo to test drive and several others on the way. Whatever you're looking for, Peterson's expert staff will help you find the one that is right for you, all at competitive pricing and financing. Peterson strives to be the best in everything they do, and they will take care of you. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, please give Peterson Toyota first shot at your business. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Ram Nation Radio. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. We are talking golf. We've got CSU golf star Connor Jones and head men's golf coach Michael Wilson coming in today. And uh, with me are Mike Rowe and Steve Ivey, Steve of uh, Crackers College Hoops blog, who just also happens to be a very good and avid golfer. I know Mike also has the golf bug. He has his annual trip to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We should probably do a segment or a, uh, a show just on what he has witnessed there over the years. Uh, that would be a pretty fun episode, but uh, <laughs> he's been playing a lot of a lot more golf uh, these days than than I think he ever has. Steve, I know you've done some work. You may still be doing work at Highland Meadows Golf Course. I'm not sure how much you're playing these days, but I know you would still kick most people's butts on the links. So how's the golf summer been going? Well, for me, it, I wouldn't be kicking most people on the links right now. I'm not playing very much. Physically, I'm struggling. So uh, I could barely hit the ball out of my shadow right now. I'm not very good. So I I think I've played about 40 holes this year. That's it. And I get free golf, but uh, I don't. I just don't play much. Yeah. I haven't hit a ball in about a month. But uh, but we'll start again. I'm just out of shape. I just had to get my body uh, uh, rewired and uh Get a little more, get a little flexibility back. So, anyway, I saw, I'm sure Mike is doing good. You doing good with your golf, bud? I wouldn't say doing good with my golf, but uh, you know, I'm getting out there. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, after going to waste management this year, this was uh, fifth year in a row. That next week was full swing. Full swing came out on, on Netflix, and if you haven't watched it, I mean, it's an amazing watch. And, uh, man, it, it just got me into it. And, uh, and then our, our friend, Nate, Nate Diggs, that loser from, uh, Ram nation fame. He, he told us about this show called strapped. It's on, it's on YouTube. It's the no laying up guys. And it's just two dudes that are okay. Golfers. They're not great that go around the, the U S and they play all these munis. They they play all these uh, municipal courses. They have five hundred dollars to, and they have to play three rounds and find places to stay and eat with this five hundred dollar budget. And, and it's cool. It's cool seeing all these these city courses and and you know it just got me into it. And so, man, today was the seventeenth time I've got out gone out just this summer uh, and played. So um, putting's improved a ton. I play around the green. It has uh, has improved. So, yeah, it's 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 been fun. It's been good. And I got where, well where do you, Mikey? Where do you play mostly? 
uh, South Glen Country Club. Just a, a small par three. Uh, got a few long, long holes, and yeah, it's 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 perfect for what I need need to do to improve. You know, Joel and Aaron Katsuma were talking smack to me. You know, when we had him on in, in before he before he bailed to New Mexico and, and those guys were talking smack. So I figured I better try to up my game. We'll have to get you out on the course this maybe uh, later this summer, maybe in August sometime. And we'll all we'll all go check it out. But uh, yeah, glad to hear you've been playing. Dude, you you had a match on Friday and got 36 holes in on Saturday, right? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been playing quite a bit, uh, more than I normally play, and I I benefited from a March trip to Phoenix, played some good courses out there, and then about a month later, a few weeks later, went to uh, Seattle. I'd never been to Seattle, played some great courses there, including Chambers Bay, which was really fun and really tough. Played in a lot of my club's events this year, which um, is a little different. I. I I played in some of the major ones over the years, but now I'm playing in some of these individual match plays and four ball. And it's just fun. It's fun to kind of play competition golf. I mean, it's, it's men's league type of competition golf, but it's still fun. And I've got actually this, this week, I have my, my member guests at the club at Perdera. That's uh, my, the, my home course. And then the following week. So one week later, I'll be playing in my dad's at Castle Pines country club. So get a lot of, about have about eight of the best days of the year for me coming up, so I'm excited. Those country clubs are a lot different than the one that I I joined. Right? <laughs> just just so that people know that. <laughs> I tell you what, the uh, playing those par threes is good for the game, though. You know, it's good for for working on the short game, getting those irons in. So, I, nothing wrong with that. I grew up uh, playing South Suburban uh, golf course in junior golf there, and playing the par three some of my best days are playing playing the par three over and over and over so i love it yeah for there is no bushwood that's for sure <laughs> for there, it's, it's a fun course it's an it's just like harmony club yeah uh, yeah jim jim ang is the, the course designer so a lot of you good golfers don't necessarily love those designs but they're fun for the average golfer like me so um we have a good time. A lot of good members there. Steve, what are some of the best courses in Fort Collins these days? I know you have a affinity for Highland Meadows, but uh, how's that? Course yeah, I, what else? Yeah, I, 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 I've worked at Highland Meadows. This is my fifth year over there. And, you know, we've built that thing into a uh, it's the best public uh, experience in northern Colorado. Now, um, we just hosted the Corn Ferry Tour Monday qualifiers. Uh, Monday morning uh, had 110 people playing for four spots. And those guys said uh, uh, we had guys coming in off the course saying, this is, I played a hundred times, hundred different qualifiers. This is the best qualifier course I've ever played. So it's a really, really become a really, really good golf course, but you know, we've had good munis up here. We've got the, the Collindale Southridge is not very good this year because they had issues with uh, putting in a new irrigation system. And then with a rough winter uh, that's been struggling, but, you know, City Park and then obviously Marianna Butte and uh, Old Course in Loveland. You got really courses and we have good country clubs, too. You mentioned Harmony. I was a member of Ptarmigan for a few years. I love being out there. Uh, TPC, North, uh, Colorado over in Berthen, where they just played the uh, Corn Ferry Tour event. Um, we're lucky. We're fortunate. We have just so many good golf courses here. And I'm sure when we get uh, Connor on, I'm sure he'll be able to talk through a lot of the great golf courses he's played in Colorado. And uh, 
and you didn't mention Pelican Lakes, which I, I've been up there with you, and that's a beautiful course as well with all the water they've got on there. Yeah, I, for, I forgot to mention they, uh, you know, they have a new course that was put in by the owner of Pelican Lakes, a course named Rain Dance, which is a, a high end, uh, not fully private, but if you want to be a member there, it's a lot of bucks, and it's a big, beautiful layout. Uh, Fred Funk, uh, senior tour guy, uh, designed it, and uh, uh, I haven't played it. Uh, I work with somebody who uh, is a member out there, and uh, he loves it. He loves the layout. So, got another good golf course. I mean, we just have a bunch. It's awesome. What do you think about the um, this rodeo dunes concept coming to Colorado here in the next couple of years? Do you hear? Do you hear about that? The the, the guys that own Bandon Dunes and and uh uh yeah it's the course out in uh, nebraska sand sand dunes um, yeah, sand, yeah sand hills or whatever it's called but uh anyway they're building a, a complex out in like just past fort morgan or something out there in a yeah, middle of, of nowhere so, yeah so it'll, not, it'll be um, a obviously it'll be a destination place like uh like bandon dunes which has become a big destination golf course and uh you know, there's a course out out east. Uh, I don't know. Have you played Bally Bunyan? Uh, not Bally. Bally Neal. Nope. Uh, good buddy. Supposed to be awesome. I've never played it. I know people that have that. You know, it's an overnight trip and you go play golf out there and it's supposed to be an incredible experience. So I'm sure they're going to be looking for a similar a similar kind of experience with multiple courses and trying to, you know, bring people in on corporate jets and that kind of right. stuff. <laughs> yeah, my buddy, uh, you guys both know John Ballard. He, he just played there, I think, last friday or something like that and uh first time he's ever been out there he said it was pretty amazing they have really really luxurious like cottages and stuff that you would stay at really nice clubhouse and food experience and then the golf is a you know a walking course where you have a caddy and uh he said it was pretty neat it's you know it's a link style scottish course and it you know it was tough for him to to get used to playing that i think he played he said he played 36 so by the the second uh the second round that he played that day, he was a little tired, but uh, started figuring out some holes. So really cool. So I would love to uh, would love to hit that course up one of these days soon. Anyway, well, we're going to have uh, Connor Jones on here in just a few minutes. I know college golf has a special place in my heart. I used to cover it as one of my beats at the Collegian way back. That was back when um, Tiger Woods was playing and I, every core, every tournament that we were in, you know, he checked the facts, the facts would come in, show the results and all that stuff. And then you basically, you'd start writing your story based on that. And then you'd call the coach and call a player and you'd, you'd have to do a little quick interview. Cause obviously we weren't traveling out to golf tournaments that were in California or anything like that. But um, Tiger Woods at the, top, at the top of all those tournaments, every time him and his, I uh, can't remember what his uh, teammate was at Stanford, but uh there were, those two were always near the top of the leaderboard every every tournament that I covered. Um, but Connor, anyway, has five top ten finishes or top five finishes on on the season this past year. He finished third at the Auburn Regional. Uh, he turned in the team's best performance at the NCAA Championship, tying for 60, 68th. And uh, a year ago, won the Colorado Amateur uh, title. And he just qualified for the U.S. Amateur. So, uh superstar type of player that the Rams have on a very, very talented team and a brand new coach. Um, Michael Wilson is going to join us here after Connor to talk about this team. So uh, we will probably have to break this up into two different uh, episodes of part one and part two, because we got a lot to talk about, but we're really happy. Connor, I see these just joined us. Connor, thanks so much for joining us, pal. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being on. appreciate that. 
Well, yeah, it's nice to meet you, Connor. I just, uh, I'm Steve. Um, I've known a bunch of your teammates. I've never met you. I know, uh, I've known AJ Ott for a while, and uh, I've known Davis okay. since he was a young, since he was a young punk. <laughs> okay. But uh, I've never had a chance to meet you, but uh, looking forward to talking with you. You too, yeah. you too. Me and, me and Davis are actually staying together this week uh, at a tournament, so it's funny you say that. Where are you guys Super. playing? Uh, we're playing in Tennessee. We're playing in Chattanooga at the at the Southern Southern Amateur. Wow, that's great. Which which is a tournament AJ Ott won what two three years ago? He won. Yeah, it. I think I think he won twenty nineteen. Yeah. Really. Well, that's fantastic. So yeah, Connor. I mean, we we do this for fun. Hop on once a week or so. Actually, we haven't done it that often this summer. But uh, just a bunch of college athletic fans. Mike and I are both alumni. Steve is a huge. CSU Athletics fan, and uh, so we'll look forward to talking to you. You know, a little over a month ago, we had uh, CSU basketball star Isaiah Stevens on our podcast where he explained that he was going to come back for his COVID super senior year, and uh, it sounds like you are doing the same, uh, coming back for your fifth your fifth year, your super senior year. What was behind that decision? What made you come back? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, first off, I think Colorado State is just it's just a great spot. Um, obviously, the golf team is really fun, but I think just the school in general. I think Fort Collins is a great location, it's great spots to live, and I think you know everything all in all, all together. It's um, you know it's hard it's hard to beat playing college golf. It's a good gig playing golf with your friends, and you know missing class and um, living in a great spot, going to school, and so it's just a hard gig to pass up another year of, and I think another year to get better and, you know, develop my game could, could be really, really beneficial to me. The best reasons for coming back are playing golf and missing class. I love it. Hanging out with your friend. Yeah, that's, that's right. So I, I got, I got to interrupt here. Um, when you were playing high school golf, did you really look forward to missing all the different school you missed because of the way they did tournaments in August and September? Because I know my son who played high school golf, he was not the best student and uh, he loved missing school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember in high school, you used to miss three, two, three days out of the five day week. And it was, you know, it's the best. So <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, so you are an in-state kid. You went to Mountain Range in, in Westminster. You originally committed to and attended DU. Uh, what led to that decision to go uh, begin your career as a Pio? Um, yeah, I wasn't really heavily or that heavily recruited out of high school, and um, so I think I. It's just I really like the coach there, um, Eric Billinger. He. You know, out of the out of the few schools I did talk to, he was a person that I really, really liked. And so I just, um, you know, I didn't commit till December of my senior year. So I committed really late. Um, and I don't know, I just kind of last minute kind of all came together and I ended up going to DU and I decided I really wanted to. When I was in high school, I was really set on like going out, out of state somewhere. And then I went and visited all these schools and I realized that, you know, I really like Colorado and I kind of want to stay close to home. So that kind of helped me decide I, I wanted to go to DU. And so after two years, you transferred to Fort Collins. Uh, how did that play out? Yeah, it was um, it was a tough decision. I really had I really liked DU. I really had I made a lot of good relationships there and had a lot of good friends. But uh, we were going to have our third coach in three years there, and um, 
So I just wanted something a little more stable in terms of like a, an established program that had, you know, was moving in the right direction. I felt like DU wasn't really moving in the right direction. And uh, so I decided to come to come to CSU and uh, I knew I still wanted to stay in state like because uh, I was in, when I was in high school, I you know, looked at all these other schools and I really like Colorado. So I knew I wanted to stay in state, but. Yeah, well, we're no, glad I, we're glad you made that decision. It's it's been fun watching the last couple of years. So yeah, me too. Me too. That. I love Fort Collins. I love Fort Collins. So so you grew up in Westie. Um, what was that course where you started your golf journey? Um, and then what are some of those favorite memories you have from it? Um, I started playing golf. Um, I started kind of late. I live um, I don't live on a golf course, but I live in a neighborhood. It has a golf course in it, so um, you know my family has a golf cart, and so I didn't really play when I was younger. I didn't start playing till like eighth grade, maybe. But when I was super young, you know, we'd always drive the golf cart all around, and so that's what I kind of remember from you know the beginning of golf is more so driving the golf cart around and fishing in the ponds than than actually golfing, but just messing around on the golf course when I was super young. Was was that it? Was the, you were you played at the ranch, didn't you, in Westminster? Yeah, and I still, I still, my parents still live in the same spot, and so I, we still play out there. So I, I played a, uh, I played a CGA senior match play tournament there several years ago, and uh, so I'm pretty familiar with the course. What's your, what was your favorite hole out there? Oh gosh, my favorite hole is probably twelve, the par five, with the water in front of a green. It's probably my favorite. It's a hard one. I, my house is. It's not on that hole, but it's across the street from that hole. So that's the hole. That's the hole I done a lot of fishing in, and you know, spent the most time on. That's probably a, that's probably like a driver and a medium iron for you. <laughs> for me, it was a a little longer than that. Oh, it's pretty long. It's it's six hundred plus yards from back there. It's you know, it's got to be downwind to get there, get over the water into. But it's a good hole. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you 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 said you didn't start playing golf until you were in eighth grade. So basically you've been playing just over four years and you earned yourself a D one golf scholarship and, and have become one of the best players in, in the West here. So just something that was in your blood, something that you just picked up quickly and felt natural to you. Um, I mean, like I said, I didn't, I had played a little bit when I was younger, but it was, I'd never played anything competitive and um, I played baseball and basketball when I was younger. And then, I don't know. I just kind of picked up golf and the first competitive tournaments I played were after the summer before my freshman year of, of high school. And then I tried out for the high school team and then it, I wasn't very good my freshman year. I was still shooting. I think the first time I broke 80 in a tournament was during regionals. And then I kind of just a slow progression every year. I kind of got a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And I feel like it's still, I'm still kind of on that progression, just getting a little bit better each year. And I feel like I'm a little bit late bloomer compared to a lot of the players I'm playing with. Um, so just keep getting, just have caught better, a little bit better each year. Well, you mentioned the ranch where you kind of grew up playing, but what are some of your uh, favorite courses to play around here in uh, Colorado? Oh, that's a good question. I think, um, <clears throat> I think, oh, I talk about this a lot. I think my, my top five would probably be got to put the ranch in there. It's gotta be number one. Uh, but Colorado Golf Club, I really, really like, is probably up there in Colorado. I really like Bear Creek. I mean, I really like Fort Collins Country Club. Oh, I don't know. 
Colorado Golf Club is one that really stands out to me in Colorado for sure. Colorado Golf Club and Bear Creek are the two that I really yeah. like. Yeah, CGC is fantastic for sure. That's just right down yeah. the road from from where Mike and I live. Um, what about uh, outside of Colorado? What's like? What's your all time favorite course you've played? Um, we've played some great ones in college, man. We played Bandon Dunes, which is awesome. Pasa Tiempo is really cool. I played. I played Oakmont was probably my favorite. I played in the U.S. Amateur at Oakmont a couple of years ago. That was really cool. Um, Can I interrupt there? How hard was it? Because everybody says that's probably the hardest golf course they've ever played. Yeah, it was pretty hard. And they said they didn't they didn't even set it up that hard for us. The rough wasn't like as thick as they would have it for a U.S. Open. But it was it was hard. It was really hard. The greens were fast and firm. But I thought the hardest part were the fairways. They were they were almost like crowned where. It had to be, you know, flying on the on the perfect line with the perfect flight to hold the fairway, or else it would kind of funnel off into a, somewhere in the rough, and then it would be hard. So it was really hard off the tee. Yeah, I, it was really difficult. I struggled. I had a hard time. It was really hard. I thought, <laughs> is that the hardest course you've played? I think so, for sure. Yeah, that was that was really hard. You, you talked a little bit about your high school progression, um, which is impressive, knowing that you got. All state as a, as junior and senior, and you were runner up as as a senior as well. But people probably don't know you were a three year letter winner in basketball. Um, in in this day and age of specialization, was there any pressure for you to make a choice between the two sports? Yeah, not. I mean, not really. I really didn't know that I like wanted to play college golf until sort of towards the end of my high school um so I just I kind of played both I didn't really think I was going to play in college for either one until I started to get kind of better at golf um so yeah I just I there wasn't really pressure to play one or the other I really like playing both um and I don't know I love basketball man I still play I played in like an intramural league this this past spring and fall at school and I really like basketball and I think it's really fun well, it, you know, during this past year, we had Isaiah Rivera, Patrick Cartier. I think everybody knows David Roddy used to play football uh, as well. But we, we had these basketball players that talked about how they played football and it had it really helped it with their with their basketball. Did your background in basketball kind of help you with your golf game? Yeah, I think I think so. I think just that maybe not so much physically but i think just that mental you know when you're playing basketball uh it's more of a reactionary sport where you're just kind of seeing and um you know reacting to what you're doing and i think in golf it's um a, it's a lot you play it a lot slower so sometimes uh, like that reactionary instinct gets taken away so i think playing basketball kind of you know brings back that athletic you know monkey see monkey do kind of attitude you know you shoot a basketball you're not thinking about your technique at all or anything like that so i think just that kind of that mentality of being athletic and you know trusting your instincts um i do that a good job on the basketball court and i think it could help me on the golf course if i do that better so what's that you know interestingly enough um you know, Wendell Clark, who just won the U.S. Open, who played at Ballard Christian, was a starter on their basketball team. And I know yeah. another kid in Fort Collins uh, from many years ago who was a 
5A state champion who played basketball through 10th grade and finally quit. He played for Poudre High School, but quit when he got dunked on by somebody from Palmer in the state tournament, the, like the semifinals, and he just decided he was not going to be a basketball player. But it's I, it's I think it's amazing that you guys, there is such a strong parallel between golf and, uh, and basketball. Yeah, absolutely. So if you knock down a long putt, do you yell Kobe? Sometimes, sometimes the kids these days, they're uh, one of my, my friends has got a little brother and he uh, he doesn't say Kobe. He says Curry. And on the putting green, he hits like a 15 footer and he says Curry. And, uh, <laughs> nice. So. Is there well, is it? Go ahead, Mike. So the match was last week. It was last week. Uh, so who wins in a three point contest? You or Steph? <clears throat> uh, Steph definitely wins a three point contest, but I could take down. I could take down some uh, – probably nobody good, but I could beat some people at least. <laughs> how about how about on the course? Who wins between you two? I think I could take Steph on the course. Although right. I saw you got a hole-in-one. I saw some highlights this weekend from whatever – was that the Lake Tahoe thing? Yeah, the celebrity. That he won. Yeah. How, how many hole-in-ones have you had? I've only had one. It's been a while, too. It's been a while. I'm due. Maybe. I don't know. You're due. Is there a uh, is there a professional golfer that you model your game after or that you you <clears throat> like yourself to swing wise mentality wise? I mean, not really anybody that I model myself after. Someone I really like is is Wyndham just because he's a Denver guy and um, he he worked with the same coach Eric Billinger. He uh, he worked with the same coach as him, so we kind of got that sort of faint connection there, but. I really like him just because he's from Denver. So that that's who I root for is Wyndham and obviously Martin Laird. Yeah. And uh Mark Hubbard, you know. I like all the Denver guys, all the local guys. We've been trying to get Martin on this thing forever. Mike, you gotta pull some connections. Some you, you can't get it done. You're you're fired as our booking coordinator. <laughs> but you got Connor, so that's we're good. Uh, <laughs> you gotta find Martin. Martin's at Cherry Hills now, isn't he? I believe Yeah, I think I think he is, yeah. But he's playing a bunch. He's already he's a busy guy. So, so a year ago, you won the Colorado Amateur title. Um, you had a four-day total of 24 under, which is possibly a record. They didn't know because they didn't have all the uh, all the scores going back 100 years. But what was that experience like, especially that you got to share it with your teammate, Davis, uh, who also shot 21 under during the tournament? Yeah, that was just um... – that was a really fun week. Um, <clears throat> I think obviously me and Davis, we played really good, <clears throat> but we also, I stayed with uh, Gavin Hackstrom and Walker Franklin or two other Colorado kids. And we stayed up in the, we got like a hotel in the mountains or whatever. And, you know, we went out and barbecued every night by the river and stuff. And that was just a really fun week. It was, um, we were, it was just a bunch of, a bunch of Colorado kids. There was probably like 10 or 12 of us that got together all the nights and I mean we were all playing really good and then it was just fun to you know after the round come around and hang out and throw football or whatever and just hang out with each other so that was a really fun week so you won the you you also won the uh the Colorado match play and we're third and uh you finished uh, as the top amateur in the Colorado Open um was last summer as big a developmental um season as you've had in terms of uh, the tournaments yeah, I think last summer it just um, 
I'm not really sure. I just kind of all kind of came together at one time and it just all happened really fast and I just started playing really good and, you know, just everything was going good for a, a little stretch there right at the end of the school year through the summer and, you know, felt like I couldn't miss anything, so. Where where was where was the match play? The, the, I know the stroke play was at uh, River Valley Ranch up in Carbondale. Where was the uh, the match play? The match play um, was at the Broadmoor. It started at Common oh. Ground and at the Broadmoor. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's the East course. The East course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was, did you did you did you figure out the greens there? <laughs> Obviously, you did with everything breaking away from the Will Rogers monument. <laughs> yeah, they were hard. They were hard, Ben. I'd never played there before, and, and I didn't get a practice round either. And I don't know. I, I wasn't really. Yeah, it, they were hard, but I kind of, I got lucky and made a few putts. <laughs> that's a really good plan because that's a, there's a lot of course knowledge that goes into the uh, into the Broadmoor. I played it, and that, it's hard first time you play it, first and yeah, second it, times. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, I think ma playing match play helped because I was just, I was just trying to make a bunch of pars and not try to give the hole away. I'm curious. Um, I'm assuming like most humans, when you're in a big event like that, you feel the nerves, right? How do you conquer that? How do you conquer those nerves when, when they, they come on and you're, you're standing over a putt that's really important and your hands are shaking a little bit. How do you cal calm yourself down and, and overcome that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, I think there's a bunch of different techniques. Um, I think it's hard. I think it's something, it's, it's just something that's hard to practice just because it's, um, you know, there's not a lot of situations that like make you feel like that. So it's something that you can really only practice like, you know, in the moment. And I think, you know, I do my best to just, <clears throat> you know, try not to someone, what we've talked about before is uh, try not to block something out. Just uh, try to lock in on what you're trying to do. So don't block it out, lock it in. Um, and so instead of thinking about, okay, I don't want to think about, you know, these people talking or whatever, making me nervous or what, what's bad going to happen. Um, I'm just trying to think about exactly what I want to do. Just try to lock in on what I'm trying to do as, as best as I can. And it's, it's hard for sure. And it's something that's hard to practice as well. All right. Let me pause real quick and tell you about Ginger and Baker. Check out the Cash Restaurant this summer and try out one of the most popular selections, mussels with Equinox Brewing Sunrise Golden Ale, garlic, shallots, confit tomato, and house sourdough. Or if you want something more dialed down, check out the cafe where you can sit on the north patio, enjoy Chef Ryan's wide selection of delicious apps, salads, entrees, and other comfort food classics. And don't forget the amazing cinnamon rolls in the bakery, which are up for NoCo Style Magazine's Reader's Choice Best of Four Collins. Ginger and Baker also features a coffee shop, event spaces, a market, and a teaching kitchen. Check out gingerandbaker.com slash calendar for a full list of their cooking classes and other events. This place is amazing, guys. Support our friend Ginger Graham and treat yourself to a world-class experience at our favorite place, Ginger and Baker. What what tournaments have you played this summer and, and what do you have coming up? Uh, I played I played the Sunny Hana in the, in the Northeast. Those are both back east a couple of weeks ago. And... Um, I made the cut of the Sunny Hana and missed the cut of the Northeast. I played okay. And then I played the USA qualifier a couple weeks ago. And then <clears throat> I'm playing the Southern this week in Tennessee. And then I have the Western in two weeks, which is in Chicago. And then the USA, which is in Denver this year. 
Yeah, so Cherry Hills, right? Um, have you do you have much experience there? Um, do you, have you played Have you played much there, or what's it going to be like uh, playing Cherry Hills? Because there's a lot of rich history there too, in terms of uh, U.S. Uh, GA events. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, at DU, that's really close to the DU campus. Uh, we played there the two years I was there. I probably played there half a dozen times, maybe, and then I played there in junior golf, and you know, I probably played there fifteen. 15 times maybe so you know i'm familiar with the course for sure but i don't know you know every in and out of the course um but i definitely have some experience and i know a lot of people who are you know members there and stuff so i i'll be able to get a few extra practice rounds before that before hey, the do you think uh playing at elevation is an advantage for you uh having the having that event in uh, colorado um, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think that's, that's a big advantage. Just, I think ball, the ball just flies so far, especially when it's hot in the summer. Um, and, you know, obviously you hit it really far, which is fun, but I think it's, it makes it, puts a premium on, you know, you're hitting it far, so you're going to have a lot of short shots in. And I think the short shots when it's flying so far are a little bit harder. Um, just cause you have to be, you know, a little bit more exact the gaps in between your clubs are a little bit bigger so you got to kind of cover a little bit different gaps with your clubs and it's a, it's a little bit different and something i have a lot of experience with you know playing in colorado and i think you know last year i played really well because i didn't leave the state once i was you know i was really dialed in with my numbers playing playing in color i played in colorado every single tournament last summer and um i think that really helps you know just keep you know, not changing your at the altitude and your numbers all the time. One of the things you said early on in this conversation was that when you transferred from DU to CSU, you were looking for a little more stability and, and whatnot. And then of course, uh, then coach Newton retires, right? So, yeah. so uh, was that, um, was that something that he hinted at that you guys were aware of? Or was that kind of a, comes a complete shock when that happened? Yeah, I really, um, I really didn't have any idea. We kind of had an idea our assistant was going to leave Parker. He went to South Dakota State. Um, we kind of had an idea he was going to leave, um, but we I didn't have any idea Christian Newton was going to leave. I didn't. So it was kind of a shock to us. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I like it. Like you said, I was looking for some stability, and then a new coach came in, and yeah, it's been crazy. But I've kind I think I've kind of learned to you know learn from each one of them. Every coach is a little bit different and try to figure out what each one. Yeah. I was going to ask you, I mean, what, what are some, I mean, you come in with your own style of play and the way that you've learned, you know, growing up and all that. Um, and then you have go between two different college coaches. How do you take things from each coach and incorporate that into your own game? Yeah. I think that's what really helped me. Um, honestly, I think that's really helped me last summer. I think I was able to put together what my, you know, the three coaches had taught me in the first, you know, three years of my of my college and kind of put it all together and at one time. And my freshman year, Eric Billinger taught me a lot about the short game. And then my sophomore year, Trey Carpenter, he taught me a lot about the mental game. And then uh, my junior year, Newton taught me just a lot about, you know, course management. And it just kind of all came together at once. And, um, you know, I think this year, Wilson has taught me a lot about, you know, how to be professional and acting, you know, treating the game like a professional. And, you know, so I think every coach is different and they all, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. And so every time, 
you know, it's a new person coming into my life. They got new some something new to offer. And I think they could, they could all help me in a different way. And I think when I was at DU and I lost, I really liked my coach my freshman year. I mean, we lost our coach. I was kind of sour about it. And um, uh, I maybe I kind of pushed away the new coach instead of embracing what he had to offer. And it took me a little while, but I think, you know, in the long run, what he had to offer was like what I needed at the time. I needed to, you know, learn how to mature on the golf course. And I think after my sophomore year, he helped me do that. So you talked about how last year you really started playing well at the end of the end of the college season going into the summer. You won the Mountain West title. Um, you're just the third golfer, CSU golfer, to do that. How big was that for you and for the program? Yeah, that was um that was that was big for me. I felt like that was like kind of a breakthrough. First time I'd really been in contention since like for any tournament since like maybe state at high school. So it was like two or three years where I hadn't really been in contention in a tournament. And, um, you know, that was big for me. And I think it would have been bigger for our team if we would, if we would have ended up winning the mountain West, but we ended up getting into regionals anyway. Um, so I think, you know, immediately after the tournament, I think we were all kind of sad, um, that we didn't win as a team because we came so close. Uh, but I think at the, in, in the end, we were all happy because we ended up making it to regional. So, it, but it definitely individually, it was, a, it was a big moment for me. And, you know, it was kind of a breakthrough, a breakthrough so, moment for me. So you, you just talked a, a, a little bit. Collegiate golf is a bit different because not only is it an, an individual sport, but it's also a team sport. So this year in the Mountain West tournament, you finished 18th. Uh, what your teammate Christoph Blair, Blair, yeah, uh, Christoph was, Blair, was yeah. co champ. Was co champion, but CSU qualified for the regionals and then for the NCAA's. What What's the different emotions going on with something like that? I don't know. It's kind. Of, it, it is a unique dynamic because you're playing for yourself, and um, you know you want to think about your teammates while you're out there. Um, but I think for me, at least, the best way for me to look at it is. Um, you know, the only way I can help my team is to focus what on what I can control. You know, I'm not I'm not with the other guys when we're out there. So, you know, the best way I can contribute to them is to focus on myself. It's um it's an interesting dynamic because uh, you want to think about your teammates when you're out there. But, um, you know, I've struggled with it in the past. You know, you're thinking about, you know, I just made a bogey and you're like, oh, like, what's that put the team at? Um, instead of just thinking about yourself and, um, you know, doing the best you can and, and seeing how that can help the team. Hey, just a couple of weeks ago, it was announced you qualified for the U.S. Amateur Open and uh, you had also qualified in 2021. Can you explain what the process is to qualify for that and gain entry into this tournament? Yeah, it's just a one day qualifier. It's 36 holes. And I think they have they usually have two in Colorado. Um, they they have three this year because because it's in the actual tournaments in Colorado. So, um, but each start, each qualifier has, I think it's top two, two or three spots. And um, so the, every state has its own qualifiers. And then I think there's a couple exemptions into the tournament, but it's just a qualifier, 36 holes qualifier. It's a long day, but it's a fun day. Usually I do it with one of my friends and we'll caddy for each other. And it's, you know, you're there from sunup till sundown, but it's a it's a fun day. It's a long fun day, a lot of golf. Real quick, do you have a different mentality when you play qualifiers? I know when we 
I, I work at Highland Meadows up in Windsor, and uh, we just hosted the Corn Ferry Tour Monday qualifier. And we got guys, you got to shoot 62 or 63 uh, to get into the, uh, the Corn Ferry Tour event over at TPC Colorado. Do you go in thinking you've got us, uh, you've got the low, or, uh, or is, it, uh, is it just you just try and maintain uh, just a steady, take, you know, just be yourself and take it as it comes? Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, I think that's a question every golfer is trying to answer. It's kind of trying to find a balance between the two. Um, you know, you want to be, you want to be ready to go and want to be ready to make birdies, but you know, it's being, you got to be patient at the same time. So it's just finding a balance between the two. Um, you know, I don't, I, I really don't think I take a different mentality into qualifiers than I do any, any other tournament. Um, but there is, it's, it is, it can be hard to find to find that balance, you know, when your back's up against the wall and you feel like you have to make, make a lot of birdies, it can be hard to find that balance sometimes. So, um, it's, it's still a learning process. It's something I'm still working on. So. So the, the format of the U, uh, U.S. amateurs are completely different than what you see in a PGA event. Uh, can you explain to uh, our listeners exactly what you'll be, uh, doing, uh, next month? Yeah, the USAM, it's, um, it's going to be in Denver this year. It's, it's hosted at two courses and I think there's around 250 guys, maybe 250, maybe a little more. And then you play two days, you play one day at one course. We're going to play one day at Colorado golf club and one day at Cherry Hills. And then your cumulative score after two days is totaled up and the top 64 players um, move on. Everybody else is cut and 64 go into a, a head-to-head match play tournament and it goes from goes from there and goes to 64 all the way down all the way down to one do you like match play compared to stroke play which is your which is your preference i think match play is fun i think just because we don't get to play it a lot i think when we play you know at least when i play at home um you know when i'm playing with my buddies we play match play against each other i think match play is just it's fun it's more of a you know, individual battle, me versus you. And it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different strategy, but I think match plays is a lot of fun. So uh, switching gears a little bit, Connor. Um, Looks like we have some technical difficulties. What happened to Steve? (laughs) Steve ejected. (laughs) Uh, I I know that Steve was going to ask, uh, he was going to ask you about achieving your your world amateur golf ranking of seventy three, which is I think the highest ever by a CSU player. And and uh, just looking at your level of competitiveness, are you looking at a professional career after CSU? And what 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 does that look like for you? Yeah, definitely. I think I definitely want to play um, professional golf when I'm done. Um, I think coach Wilson has kind of introduced me a lot into what that process entails. Um, and I think I, I know a lot of the older guys who have kind of been through the same process. And so I think another year of development and, um, you know, really strong play over the next year could really put me in a good spot with all the resources that they have now with PGA tour university and, and things like that to be, to be in a good position in a year, in a year from now to be, to be ready to go for professional golf. Steve, we lost you. Did uh, 
Yeah, sorry, I don't know what happens. <laughs> and it wasn't even Mookie. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I did ask you a question for you, Steve. Um, that's great. You got I heard the else? answer, so that's great. I'm, it'll be exciting to watch. I know. Uh, I know. I just saw AJ just played to try to play the Monday qualifier at uh, at Highland Meadows, and uh, Jake Diana was there as well. And it's a, I know it's a hard grind, and I we wish Dead. you nothing but the best of luck. And sometimes you just got to catch the right break and play well, and next thing you know, things take off. So that's right. That's right. I just got a couple more. Um, we know that you're from Westminster. I have a lot of family up up north in the, in the Thornton Westy. Arvada area so what are your favorite restaurants up there so when you go home like where are your go-tos oh man um that's a good question uh wow I, I kind of eat a lot of the local spots there's a snarfs right there uh right off 120th I eat at Chipotle a lot there's a couple little local Mexican um family-owned restaurants that I really like um there's a lot of good food around there there's a lot of local chain there's a lot of chain food. Um, so I eat a lot of chain food and obviously eat at, the, eat at the ranch a lot, but I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that really stands out. Yeah. I, I, I hit up that Santiago's off of, uh, Oh yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. Fourth and, and then wishbone down, down the street, wishbone fried chicken, but nice. At least you didn't say Taco Bell. I think, uh, I think Isaiah Rivera said Taco Bell was his favorite. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, where's where's your spots in Fort Collins? Where do you like to go to relax and have fun? I mean, Old Town's really fun. Um, you know, all those places down right on that Old Town Strip, all those restaurants and stuff. Um, you know, obviously horse horse is really cool. I really like I really like the Poudre River, um, the Poudre Canyon. I like to go fishing up there. Um, that's a place I really like to go. And that's one of my favorite spots for Collins, probably. Connor was very careful with that answer with Coach Coach Wilson on the line. <laughs> well, buddy, it was really good uh, getting to know you. And um, pleasure talking to you. And and I know, uh, I know you got big things to come. This is going to be a great season. Good luck to you the rest of the summer and your events coming up and your event uh, this week. And we'll be uh, tracking you. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, thanks for being on with us. All right, absolutely. All right, that was Connor Jones. Great conversation with him. And that ended up going a lot longer because we really enjoyed that conversation. So let's go ahead and wrap up this episode, and we will send out a second episode tomorrow with Coach Michael Wilson's segment. You'll want to hear that as well. So stay tuned, and please remember to support our sponsors, Peterson Toyota and Ginger Baker. Thanks for listening really enjoyed this golf discussion today more to come tomorrow go Rams without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.